Alright, well good evening everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us. We're trying to do this a second round. We uh, have a new live stream system that worked this morning just fine. We had some hiccups this afternoon and so I, in case you, anything came through, I said we would try it again at 8 o'clock at night. So again, this is my name is Dave. This is my wife Sherry. Uh, welcome to Lighthouse Discipleship Center. We're doing a live stream uh, Bible study on Don't Limit God. We're about two hours late because we, our previous stream did not work and then uh, it took a little while to dial it in. But so far I'm thinking we're uh, coming through just fine. So I don't know what the hiccup was and I apologize for that. But we want to at least get it on here and, and record it for anyone who wants to listen to it in the future. So anyway, we've been doing the study Don't Limit God. And uh, we're probably going to finish up tonight. We're on the last chapter of Imagination. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about understanding and hope tonight. And just a, a recursive, we're, we're probably going to finish this book tonight and then starting next week at 6 o'clock. Hopefully everything works good with our live stream. Uh, we'll be doing our new Bible study on the true nature of God. And then in addition to that, we have a new Bible study that we started on. Uh, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock, and we are doing the New You and the Holy Spirit. Well, all three of these books are by Andrew Womack. And then uh, we have our Sunday morning service, which is live streamed uh, the teaching part at 11.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Uh, again, uh, we're doing a new live stream setup, and uh, the goal is that we have uh, live stream uh, three platforms. One is a Facebook Live, which we've been doing for a number of years, and then also on YouTube, we have a YouTube channel, and, uh, and and then we also have our website. The nice thing about our website is that we're able to hook you up with our worship. We have a uh, worship playlist we do every week. Facebook and, 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 and uh, uh, YouTube won't allow us to do our worship because we don't have actual live music. We have recorded music, and because of copyright laws, we, we are not allowed to uh, live stream those. Uh, but we can post them on our website. And so we do have those posted on our website. And so by live streaming to our website, you have access to our worship. You have access to our, uh, make a prayer request. Also to give those who have been uh, partnering with us. We thank you for that. And then also we, we have a number of things, free Bible classes, whatnot. And so it's a way that we can better connect you to our website and to our church. Uh, and, and by uh, live streaming not only directly to Facebook, but also to uh, our website. We also have, a, like I said, a YouTube page. We live streamed this morning through YouTube, and we've actually gained almost 50 new followers just today. So just uh, by that new avenue. So anyway, it's been a very successful day, a little frustrating this afternoon. Well, without any further uh, advertisements or explanations or whatnot, we're going to just jump right into our Bible study that we were trying to do earlier, but it just kept inter uh kept uh, freezing up on us. So anyway, uh, we're doing a, uh, again a Bible study tonight and Don't Look at God. We're in the last chapter. We're probably going to wrap it up tonight on this book. And uh, we're doing talking about imaginations. And in this particular section, we're going to be talking about uh, understanding and hope. So, without, uh, are you ready, Sherry? Okay. So Sherry's going to narrate for us, and then we're going to talk about it. So we'll read about understanding first. We kind of discussed this last week. So we're going to retouch it again today, and then uh, we'll get, talk about hope. So. All right. Understanding is more than knowledge or the ability to recall a fact. A lot of us read the Bible with our heads instead of our imagination or hearts. That's like chewing food but not swallowing it. The Word won't minister to us in its fullness unless we get it down to the level where we understand it. 
It isn't enough to merely hear the things of God. We have to meditate on the word until it paints a picture, until we truly see what is happening. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Ephesians 1.18 The word here for understanding is the Greek word dianoia. This is a compound word that means deep thought, Strong's Greek coordinates. It was also translated imagination in Luke 1.51. In other words, there's a difference between just thinking about things on the surface and having a deep thought or understanding about them. We can get information, but information won't change our lives unless we understand it. That is what Matthew 13, 19 says. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. Jesus said those who receive seed the word by the wayside are those who do not understand the word. So Satan comes immediately to steal the word from them. Understanding is the seed getting below the surface where it can germinate. It's deep thought. It's the imagination. We cannot understand something if we can't picture it and see ourselves doing it. Many of us quote a scripture about God supplying all of their needs, like Philippians 4.19 but haven't meditated on it until we see ourselves as prosperous. Therefore, we keep ourselves from the very thing we're trying to receive. Imagination is a very important concept to understand. It's one of the things that will allow us to fulfill God's will. We can't live at a surface level understanding of the things of God. We have to go beyond the surface to the point where the word of God literally changes the way we see things with our hearts. All right. Thank you, Sherry. So there are a lot of good stuff here in understanding. And, uh, you know, in, in the passage that uh, Andrew uses from uh, Matthew chapter 13, where he's talking about the parable of the sower, there's four different kinds of soil that the seed of God's word is sown on. There's nothing wrong with the seed. And the, 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 this seed is sown on four soils. There's one, the stony soil, the pavement, and then, uh, and then we have the, the, the stony ground, and then we have the... Um, uh, thorny soil, and then we have the uh, actual uh, good soil, which produces a, uh, a crop 30, 60, 100 fold. All four soils are heard the word of God. So it's not just enough just to hear the word. Now that's, that's a good starting point. You can't understand something you don't hear. So you have to hear it first. But hearing it, and, hearing it in and of itself is not enough. We need to understand it. Because only the soil of only the seed that fell on the good soil that produced 30, 60, 100 fold heard it and understood the word of God. So we need to, we, if we don't understand it, as he quoted from Matthew, the, the enemy will come and snatch it away. And then, now I love the verse that he uses from Ephesians 1.18. Paul's praying a prayer here and he prays that the eye of the understanding being enlightened, that you may know what the hope of his calling and what are the riches of glory of his inheritance in the saints. God wants us to understand our inheritance. God wants to understand our, our calling. God wants us to understand the word of God, this new covenant. This, uh, if we don't understand it, 
then we are going to be limited in understanding. And there's a phrase here, we'll pick it back on a little bit later, but that we understand the hope of our, his calling. We're going to talk about hope in just a minute. But, uh, and I'll, so hopefully I'll pick it back on that. But we need to understand. And that this, this, this whole, you know, where does this fit in with don't let me God? Where does this fit in with imagination? Well, first of all, understanding is more than just knowledge uh, or the ability to recall facts. Just because you can recall facts doesn't mean you understand everything. I mean, back in back in school, when I was, especially high school, I remember I studied the facts to pass the test, but that doesn't mean I understood the material. That doesn't mean I, 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 I retained it all. And if I, especially if I didn't use it, I lost a lot of that information. But, uh, you know, and so, so in one sense, the word we can, uh, from that perspective, in one sense, through school, we can, in a sense, cheat. Not that we're cheating and, and writing the, the answers on our hand or a shoe or a jacket or, or something, some form of that cheating. But we can cram. We can cram and, and memorize facts so we can pass the test. But we never understood the material. We never really learned the material. And so therefore there's a sense of cheating. But uh, uh, and, and you, can't see, you can't cheat seed time and harvest. You can't cheat in life. In the sense of, of, the, of the, the natural laws that God has, and natural and spiritual laws God has uh, uh, ordained. You know, uh, if we're going to understand something, you can't cheat that. You can't cheat understanding. You the, the, Just like a seed needs to germinate, it needs to go deep enough so it can germinate. So the Word of God, need, the seed needs to germinate in our understanding. If we don't understand it, then that seed of God's Word did not germinate. It can't produce 30, 60, and 100 fold because it didn't germinate. Instead, it could be a seed that we heard, but if, if either the enemy took it away or it, got, it just didn't have any depth uh, because it was so st- st- <coughs> stony soil or it was choked out by the thorns. But we have to understand the Word of God. Sometimes we need to teach it. Uh, and have a good teacher. That's why God has given us the five-fold ministries, and one of those is pastors and teachers. Among others, who can teach us the Word of God. We need to be taught the Word of God. Paul had to be taught the Word of God uh, after he was converted after uh, on his road to Damascus. And so we need to understand the Word. The Word won't minister to us in its fullness unless we get it down to the level where we can understand it. And sometimes we need to break it up in bite-sized pieces. Uh, you know, uh, and so we need to, we, the, the goal is understanding we can't be enlightened to something if we haven't understood it. That enlightening has a lot to do with imaginations. You know, it's hard for, you know, if you had no idea what an apple was, you know, I could describe it to you or whatever, uh, but, 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 but if I just use the word uh, apple and I didn't use any explanation, I didn't describe it to you, it was just a word, it was just a fact. And I just say you were blind and, and whatnot. You didn't have the sense of feel. You couldn't touch it. You couldn't taste it. You couldn't. Maybe you didn't have any of your senses. But I just gave you a word. You, you know, you, you can't imagine what an apple is. But you, most of us can imagine what an apple is, even if I just say the word apple, because you've seen an apple. You've tasted an apple. You've felt an apple. Uh, you smell apples. Uh, I, I, I know I'm missing a sense. Maybe you heard the crunch sound of an apple, you know? And so um, you can use your imagination just by the word. But someone who had, had never seen an apple, you, you know, it's just a word. It's just a fact. You can't imagine it. 
But when the Word of God says, by his stripes you are healed, and different things that it teaches, we, we need to get an understanding of it. So we can imagine ourselves well. This will tie into hope in just a minute as we get a little deeper. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I can piggyback on. Anything you want to piggyback on on that? No, just a, um, you know, the imagination is a very powerful tool that we have that God has given us. And we... There's a, there's a lot of misconceptions, I believe, about imagination. You know, in, in this sense that I believe Andrew and Dave were talking about, is we need to see things how God sees them. Because in the natural, all we know is the natural. So when we imagine, say, an apple, we've seen it in the natural. All, all, all our senses has somehow or another related to what an apple is in the natural. But imagination here that Andrew and Dave are trying to relay is really meditation. Seeing God's word come to pass in your life. You know, I was listening to a, a teaching on um, born identity by Arthur Menches. And he was, he was uh, talking about a psalm that Moses wrote. And Moses is describing God as a rock. And Arthur's trying to communicate, you know, why on earth is Moses saying that God is a rock? He's unmovable. He's unshaken. You know, what, what is God, what, what is Moses trying to say here? And Arthur had gone to a place he had grown up by the, the seaside, by the ocean. And as a, as a young kid, teenager, however old he was... He would hop on these rocks and he knew which ones were safe, which ones were unmovable to get to where he could go fishing. And as an adult in his 50s, he and his family went there and he remembered which rocks he could go on that were still immovable even 30, 40 years, however long it was uh, in between the last time he was there. And they... Those rocks were still unmovable, unshaken. And he, he had thought about it, my words, on, you know, as a, as a child and used that memory to take his family to go back. But he still went and those rocks, those unmovable rocks reminded him of God. And he could meditate and imagine God and his awesomeness and how... God doesn't change. He's unmovable. His word stands forever. And that that's what we're trying to get across is using your imagination to see God's word comes to pass. You know, a, almost all of the healing testimonies we have ever heard is where someone would would take the word of God and not just read it, not just quote it, but they would take a scripture and read it forwards and backwards and chew on it and all they could focus on and they were purposeful about it all they focused on was God's word what God's word says about healing 
and their testimony is that they were healed. They didn't let their imagination go somewhere else and dwell on, say, the sickness or the doctor's report or, or whatever it was. And I know we touched on Abraham before about Abraham himself was unmoved. He focused on God's word says, I'm going to have a child, then that's going to come to pass. It doesn't matter how old I am, how much time has passed. God's word is his word and it's not going to change. And so when we are talking about using our imagination and our understanding is because we want you and us to be so focused on God's unchanging word and his promises that are true and yes and amen that will come to pass even if in the natural we're not seeing it with our natural eyes. If you read Ephesians 1, if you read the, the different things, I mean, Andrew already um, alluded to uh, the, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint. In the saints, we have so much in God's word that God has said, here, take it. But we, we haven't because our imaginations hasn't taken that word and let it be in the soil of our hearts to germinate. Right. You know, we can't, it's going to be hard to imagine something that you can't understand. And so it just, it's not going to germinate. It just, it just can't, if you don't understand it, how can you imagine it? Uh, you have nothing, and that will tie right into hope in just a moment. So uh, let's go ahead and read hope, and then uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll talk some more. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? Romans 8, 24-25. Hope, according to scripture, is seeing something that we can't physically see. We're not hoping for something if we can see it. Hope is our imagination working for us instead of against us. We need a strong sense of hope. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 1. Faith only provides what hope has already seen. Hope is the positive use of the imagination. I heard Charles Capps tell a story about a thermostat one time. It's probably made up, but the story illustrates a good point. A man who was from the mountains had never been around modern conveniences. He went to a meeting in the city, and the meeting room became hot as it filled with hundreds of people. The man was fanning himself to cool down when he saw an usher turn a dial on a small box mounted on a wall. Shortly thereafter, he started to feel cool air blowing on him. He was overwhelmed, so he went and asked the usher what he did to make the air cold. What do you mean, the usher asked. You turn that little thing on the wall and the cold air starts rolling, the man said. Well, yeah, it's a thermostat. Can I get one of those? Of course you can. They sell them at any hardware store. The man was excited and went straight to the hardware store to buy a thermostat. When he got back to his cabin in the mountains, he mounted it on the wall, turned the dial, and sat down to wait for the cold air to come out. But of course nothing happened because the thermostat had to be connected to an air conditioning system in order to work. A thermostat doesn't cool air on its own. It activates the power unit that cools the air. Just like a thermostat can be turned to hot or cold, our imaginations can be negative, which is a pessimistic outlook on everything. 
or positive, which is what the Bible calls hope. Hope is to faith what a thermostat is to an air conditioning system. Hope turns on the ability of God, while faith is the power that makes things come to pass. Faith only produces what hope has already seen. If our imaginations are negative, we will see failures on the inside, leading us to experience failure on the outside. But if we are hoping and seeing a miracle in our hearts, we will turn on the power of God to see that miracle manifest in our lives. Many of us try to use our power units, but we don't have any hope. Hope is what controls faith. For instance, in the area of healing, if we ever get a strong hope to where we take the word and meditate on it until we see ourselves well, then every cell in our bodies will work to make us well. Once we see ourselves well, we will become well. If we go to a doctor, one of the first things that doctor will do is tell us every negative thing they possibly can about our situations. They don't want to get our hopes up, but we need to get our hopes up. We ought to have our hopes going through the roof because our faith can only produce what we hope for. A negative image will cause everything in us to work toward making that negative image a reality. We have to change the image inside us by creating hope. Hope comes through the word of God, Romans 15:4. This is the first step of faith. God created you to be so much more than you are properly experiencing. You're likely going through this life half blind, only seeing with your natural eyes. If you try to run a race half blind, you're probably going to trip over something. Getting into the presence of God will allow you to see things in your imagination. Everything in the physical might be indicating one thing, but in your heart, the Word of God can paint a picture of something else. For instance, natural evidence might suggest that your business is going to fail, but you could have an image on the inside of you and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it will succeed. Take the limits off. Conceive the miracle in your imagination. Then watch it come to pass. All right, thank you, Sherry. So anyway, um, I'm hoping we're still on live. It looks like it's freezing up here. I don't know if it's still working, Sherry. So hopefully we get this uh, recording on here. Okay. But anyway, uh, we're talking about hope, and I love this section of hope. You know, hope is a powerful thing. By definition, the word hope is positive imagination positive imagination, you know, and we've been talking about imagination here in this latter part of the book, Don't Limit God, but hope is positive imagination. What's negative imagination? Worry, fear, those are negative imaginations, and we do that all the time, automatically. And, and faith is a substance of things hoped for. So if faith is a substance of things hoped for, worry is the substance of things fear, fearful, if I can put it that way. You know, so, um, you know, we fear things all the time. We worry about things all the time. And if that's the only imagine. And when we worry, we imagine, what if this happens? What if that happens? What do they mean by saying that? You know, and we sometimes we play the whole conversation over and over again, our scenario, and we, we, we our imaginations can go wild. You know, uh, about whatever it is. Sometimes we stay up at night worrying about things. Sometimes we can't function all day because we're worrying about something. But if, if, if faith is a substance of hope for, if, if faith can give substance to what we're hoping for, 
then what we're worrying about, what we're using our imaginations in a negative sense, we can give substance to that. That's kind of eerie, but we do it all the time. And so we just need to get that in the positive way. And we need to we bring our hope back into the Word of God. You know, I love the scripture that uh, um, Paul uses here in Romans chapter 24. Uh, for we, we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. You can't see it with the natural eye, but you can see it in your spirit. Okay? But what is what a man seeth, why does he get hope for? But if we hope for that what what that we see not, then do we patiently wait for it. There's three things working in here together. There's hope, there's faith, and there's patience. Patience is faith over time. That's the simplest form of that. We don't like that word patience or endurance. But patience is, patience is faith over a certain time. But you can't have faith or patience without hope. But, and we don't hope for something we can see in the natural. But we do hope for something we can see in the spirit. We can see it. We can, we, there's a positive expectation of good. That expectation is almost like a pregnancy. We are hoping. We are expecting. Sometimes we do this in a negative way. way we, when we worry and fret over something, we expect the inevitable to happen. We expect uh, Murphy's Law to kick in. We expect whatever could go wrong will go wrong. We sometimes expect that. And, and we patiently endure it. Uh, sometimes more, more times than not. But hope is a very positive thing. And then going back to the verse that we read earlier... The eyes of your understanding, excuse me, being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. How do we, what, what is the hope of his calling? Paul prays that our, that we, our understanding would be enlightened, that we would know the hope of his calling. We can know this hope if our understanding is enlightened. How is our understanding going to be enlightened? By the Holy Spirit, by the Word of God, that is Spirit and life. And this word of God will get will enlighten our understanding that we can know the hope of His calling. And when we know the hope of His calling, we can put faith to that hope. We can put substance to that hope and see it manifest in our lives. But you can't manifest, you can't put substance to something you don't even know. And how are you going to know it? Through the word of God. So, you have any thoughts, Sharon? No. No? Well, I know this was a little belated uh, Bible study that we did in, doing on our live stream, and uh, uh, mainly because we had some hiccups with the original one. And uh, uh, we're, I'm basically out of material for this book that we've gone through, Don't Limit God. So, I'm just going to wrap it up short tonight. Uh, and we, we have finished our book, Don't Limit God. And we're starting next week at 6 o'clock, not 8 o'clock. That's because we had a live stream hiccup. We're going to be starting our new book, uh, The True Nature of God. And I'm excited about that. And then we'll, get us, we'll see you on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for our, our new Bible study, The New You and the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and then we have our Sunday morning service live stream live at 11.15 a.m. 
So we're still trying to get the, the kinks out of our live stream so we can live stream live on Facebook, on YouTube, and as well as our website, lighthousediscipleship.org. So thank you for joining us tonight. I know it's a little late and a little shorter than, than usual. Uh, but uh, anyway, we're going to wrap it up tonight. And uh, uh, we'll see you on Wednesday, if not next week. So, all right, blessings to you.